0: That was the most frustrating year of my life, you know, buying those types yeah. of leads. And it's literally the complete opposite direction when you're getting these YouTube leads.
1: Today, we had on real estate YouTuber, legend, San Diego agent Dan Parker. He talks about how he gets 63% of his business from YouTube, how he gets the leads, how he converts the leads, how he keeps your attention throughout the entire video, the content buckets, his playlists, and how he gets short form content from his long form.
2: Mr. Dan Parker. I'm not going to say the same joke I just said uh, <laughs> a couple of minutes ago, but Dan, we're excited to have you here. Kind of, you kind of look like Carson Daly.
0: Have you ever got that before? I have not, but I appreciate it. I'm going to take it's it as a com- compliment, I guess.
2: Is it not Carson Daly now when he was young and, <laughs> and good looking? Yeah, so, yeah, it's, man, it is a compliment. I will say before we start this, you are from San Diego. Favorite Blink
0: 182 song? Um, All the small things. Is that playing with you Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. It's the only thing that came to mind. I know. If Matt Matt
1: doesn't talk to you for the rest of the episode, that's why.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, Dad, we're we're stoked to have you on. You are a bit of a YouTube master here. Okay? We're very excited to have you for this because you are growing your business through YouTube. And it's not like you're like Mr. Beast or anything. You have... You know, 7,000 su- subscribers, which isn't, you know, it's a lot of subscribers, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not like you're a Mr. Beast, Logan Paul, yep. something like that. And you're getting tons of kind of business and I guess opportunity from it. So I want to get into that. But before we do, can you just kind of tell the audience who you are and uh, what you do?
0: Yeah, for sure. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate this a lot. Um, yeah, I've been in real estate for almost six years now. And uh, I think from the very beginning, I always knew I, I wanted to do some form of attraction marketing. I didn't really know that term or what that meant. I just knew I didn't want to knock on doors and cold call. I wanted to find a way to have people reach out to me that wanted to work with me. So that was always my goal. Took me a long time to figure that out. A lot of bad videos, a lot of like posting, um, you know, restaurant videos on Facebook that were just horrendous that people watched out of pity and, um, and then finally stumbled across YouTube and. It just really worked. It just made sense to me. Like people are literally searching pros and cons of living in San Diego, a cost of living in San Diego. And for whatever reason, in my mind, I thought about that. I'm like, I don't have to worry too much about like entertaining people. I just have to answer their questions. And so that really resonated with me. So I started doing that about three, three ish years ago, three and a half years ago. Um, Took about a year of really consistently posting videos to get my first client off of youtube and then it was like the the gates opened and and the leads were just flowing in like crazy so um yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at right now started a small team here in san diego we have uh, five people on our team now and um to date 60 well last year 2022 63 percent of our closed business came from youtube wow those first facebook videos where you were doing restaurants were you interviewing
1: restaurant owners or were you just going to restaurants and doing reviews on them
2: he thought he was guy fieri
0: i did yeah Yeah. Yeah. well you know i'm in san diego with kyle whistle he is he was the master at like getting himself out there with his um his tour videos of restaurants and things like that so i was doing a very low-grade version of that i wasn't even interviewing anyone i was just going there and, and making content and and thinking that that would somehow help me sell homes but I had no interaction with anyone at the business. I had no interaction with uh, anyone else about real estate in the video. So just it, it really didn't make sense. Those videos, Matt, like I feel like
1: real estate coaches and content creators have been preaching to do those restaurant videos for years now. It's like, oh, this is such easy content. All you have to do is go to a restaurant, hopefully get the owner and interview them with an interesting piece of content for 30, 40 minutes with like a film crew crew. Right. That's That sounds impossible. And yeah. the, the restaurant owner has to be engaging. They have to be charismatic for the video to actually be interesting. And that's probably the hardest content you could possibly make. And for some reason, the real estate industry has been preaching this interview local restaurant owners for years now. To me, it makes no sense.
2: It's just because right. you, you find one thing that kind of works and then uh, or someone says, and then everyone just kind of jumps on board with that. I mean, unless you're literally going to Hell's Kitchen and getting Gordon Ramsay, (laughs) no one cares about how they cook their steak. Exactly. It has nothing to do with anything.
1: Everybody has this romantic idea that you're gonna get the local Italian guy and he's gonna <laughs> bring you in. you guys are gonna be drinking wine in this incredible setting and he's got this great accent and he's telling you about the community and you have all these clips and it's this perfect 30 minute thing. Byron even talks about this. I'm like, this never happens. yeah I've no. never seen a vid- I've never seen a real estate agent post a video like this that I found interesting. so I'm glad you pivoted
0: away from that into YouTube. Good move one you also you'd have to produce it every single week if you're not doing it weekly like there's no point in doing it. Right. And I also I was think it's kind of funny like they call it digital being a digital mayor for visiting restaurants for some reason. I don't know how that correlates, <laughs> but yeah, that's
2: that's ridiculous. So <laughs> you said you said 63% of your business now comes closed business comes from YouTube. What did your business look like before YouTube and kind of what does it look like now in terms of business and volume?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was starting out, I was never a big producer. I was bartending at nights in order to pay my mortgage, like the first couple of years. And, um, you know, I, I, I always took this as a full-time 40, 50, 60 hours a week job. Um, but again, like I had a really unique vision on how I wanted to run my business and it took me a while to get there. So, um, you know, I kind of went from like a very low producer to, um, last year we did 25 million. And um, which is, you know, we're, we're not the top 1%, but top 10% of buyers agents here in San Diego County. And um, and starting out this year, 2023, it's the first month we have, I think, 22 qualified uh, pre-approved buyers ready to go in the next six months um, just from YouTube. So and we're doing a lot of other stuff right now, which I'm sure we'll get into. But yeah, it's it's working out pretty well. Yeah, let's get into that other stuff. But
1: first, let's dive into YouTube and how you started your channel. What were those first videos like? What was the creative process and how would you come up with the titles and the ideas?
0: Um. Yeah, in the beginning, I think a, a lot of people do this where they, they have realtor brain and they say, all right, I'm going to make a video on what is escrow because that's what people want to know. Now, people don't care about that stuff unless you're going to make there is kind of a way that you could make it happen if you're doing a, a, a like nationwide channel and you you want a really big audience and like kind of like what Javier Vidania does. Like my channel is gonna be only about um, first time homebuyer stuff, and then I'm gonna really try and get out of selling homes here locally. I'm just gonna be this guy and sending out referrals and things like that. Uh, but what you need to do is you need to think about um, a relocation specialist. That's really what I am and what my channel is. So. Um, starting out with the kind of basic videos that a lot of people were doing at the time. And now um, the pros and cons of living in San Diego, uh, cost of living in San Diego, um, just like the the actual SEO keywords that people were were typing in and researching when moving to this area. How'd you figure out those keywords? You know, in the beginning, I would obsess over them. There are tools like TubeBuddy and um, Keywords Everywhere and there are different tools that you can utilize to find out like what terms people are searching um i did that for about a year and a half i would spend i don't know anywhere from like half an hour to two hours on each video just trying to find the right keyword the magic keywords and then um i was introduced to christina smallhorn who is a total badass on youtube um, i think she has over two hundred thousand subscribers right now and uh she basically she, she preaches how she started and obsessed over all these keywords and the SEO side of things. And then I uh, was taught by the the um, the amazing Dara Leaves that that is not as important. Like just actually realizing when people are talking about algorithm and, and um, on the platform, it's like replace that term with people. You're trying to put your, your video in front of people. And the reality is a, ma- a strong majority of the videos are watched on YouTube are not watched because someone searched for a term majority of videos are viewed because someone logs into YouTube and all of a sudden there's 12 thumbnails on their screen and one is so enticing that they want to click on it. So that was really kind of a pivot for me about, I don't know, probably about a year and a half, two years ago was thinking like, all right, well, I'm just going to stop obsessing over that stuff and just make videos that I think people really want to watch, create kind of pillars of content and stay within those buckets and then just come up with the most interesting and unique ideas um, that would fit under the underneath those buckets um, while still getting inspiration from other people. So like Jeremy Knight, Ken Posick, like really early on in COVID, we all got kind of really into this and we we're talking all the time and sharing ideas. And um, so, yeah, I mean, just over time, it's kind of developed.
2: I have a heavier Vidanya story that I'll tell later. Remind me to tell it. But what do you think of this, Dan? Because I think people are... They're, they're scared to start a YouTube channel. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you've become a bit of an expert. Uh, your videos are very polished at this point. You obviously didn't start that way, but you also live in San Diego. So those videos make a lot of sense because a lot of people move to San Diego and want to move to San Diego. Eric, for example, would love to move to San Diego. Yeah, Correct. I'm not even joking. Uh, um, Dan
1: knows. So he's, yeah. I've been talking to him about right, it for a few right. years.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, an agent who lives in Detroit or Omaha, you know, I'm not saying anything's wrong with where they live, but not people aren't exactly, you know, lining up to yeah. live there. So, can that, can this method of YouTube still work in those markets? Do you think?
0: Yeah, great question. And then the other thing you can add on top of that is like, what if you have someone that's already crushing it on YouTube in your market? Like, is it even worth going through all the effort? And, um, you know, I believe it for sure is harder right now because when I started, there were three agents in San Diego that kind of made videos. Now there's probably over 100. Like, it's crazy how many people do it. But out of those 100, probably 93 of them are going to stop after their 10th video. So like, that's fine because people are going to watch their videos and guess what's going to show up after their videos, to be my videos. So I'm not too worried about the competition. Just know it's going to be probably a little bit harder and longer to get to where you want to be. Um, But in the smaller markets, and even in San Diego, like yes, a lot of people want to live here, but very few people can live here. It's not a cheap place. Um, You know, my our average sale is a million dollar sale. So um, when people are looking, like. You know, I brought up Jeremy Knight out in Austin, Texas, and Ken Pozek out in Orlando, Florida. Like, those are two places that a lot of people relocate to. It helps that they're also really good at what they do and really good at their channels. But they also just happen to live somewhere that's going to uh, automatically bring a lot more people over to them. Um, but I'm also, I talk to people all over the place. I have two really good friends that um, we became, like, accountability partners early on in the YouTube thing. Um, Paul Wolfert in um, he says Metro Detroit. So he's like just outside of Detroit. And then Misha Thompson in Warner Robins, Georgia, which has a population of, uh, I think it's less than a hundred thousand. So thinking of all these different places, it's been fun to see how it affects everybody. And my friend Misha, he's in a really small area, his channel, like when he just barely got to a thousand subscribers, he was still closing 40 deals a year through YouTube because he had the right audience. You know, we get so stuck on like, how many subs do I have? How many views do I have? All this stuff and that that shit doesn't matter. Like, How many deals are you gonna get out of that? And then our our friend Paul, it's kind of of similar because he's looking at like, of course, no one's looking to move to Detroit. Like, where do I wanna live in the US? I wanna live in Detroit. Nobody says that. Of course, I'm sure people relocate there, but for like weird reasons, but he lives outside of Detroit, so he has a hard time coming up with ideas of like, how do I make videos for my area without talking about Detroit? Cause that's the one big Metro over here. So you kinda, every area is gonna be unique in your approach, but you can absolutely have success in every single one of those areas.
2: Right. You've, you you have heard it here, you heard it here uh, first. Dan Parker hates Detroit and everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he does. And Matt And Matt hates <laughs> Omaha and I hate every city that's not Los Angeles or San Diego. Dan, you mentioned accountability partners. What is that? Were you guys like calling each other on the phone daily, just seeing how consistently you're posting?
0: Yeah, man. We're, you know, accountability buddies. Oh my God. (laughs) Please (laughs) tell me you didn't say that. I knew that Uh, you would love that. Haley,
2: edit that out. Haley,
0: (laughs) (laughs) delete the last
1: five minutes. If if I ever say the word accountability partner in my life, I want someone to end my life immediately. Haley,
2: uh, take Dan off this call.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Haley, remove Dan's box. Matt, let's talk about the Inman conference. This went really, really well, guys. I
0: appreciate yeah. it. No, Dan, uh, t-
1: tell us about that, because I do think that's important. I just would never call it that. But go ahead.
0: Yeah. So very, again, very early on, I, I got the advice of, um, hey, if you want to get better at this platform, you really need to have outside advice. Like I, I had it in my head like, oh, I'm doing such a great job on my videos. My thumbnails look amazing. My Everything looks amazing. And then I learned very quickly that um, You know, I'm, we're all biased. And if you can have other people's opinions on what your thumbnails look like, what your title is, what uh, topics your videos are, how your, your videos flow, then you're going to succeed way, way more. So I found two people that were just like me kind of getting started on the platform. And, um, and basically every single week in, in messenger, we would send each other thumbnails and topics and videos, and, and we would just be helping each other little tweaks here and there. And so that's basically how it started. We still talk every single week.
1: Matt and I are accountability buddies when it comes <laughs> yeah. to Instagram. Seriously, we send each other ideas all the time. I mean, yeah. the last two years we've been asking each other what to do with captions and what part of a reel to cut out and same with Dan. So totally understand what you're saying. And it really does help. Not you, Dan, Dan O'Neill, Danny Deals. <laughs> and it really does help to get uh, another eye on that because when you're in your own head in your creative process you can miss something. You can miss a keyword that can make it better. You can miss the cover photo or you can miss a hook. So. It also was making fun of you. It makes sense.
2: No, it also like it, it, it feels cool to be like a part of something too. And it makes it a lot easier to get started when you know a couple others are doing it with you and going along for the ride. And if you're competitive, like I am, you want to, be better than the people you start with. Like you want to get the yeah. first one to get to a thousand subs or the you know, whatever. You should set little goals for yourselves like that. And I think that would push everyone to do better.
0: Yeah. As long as everyone is like same motivation level. Because if someone starts to fall off, then they're out, you know? And like don't make yeah. groups too big. But if you're if you're in a small group of like really motivated people on the same platform doing the same thing, you're just going to help each other succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Unless What's it's
2: so- the same market though. So like, were those people, those people weren't in your market.
0: They're not. However, you know, I have a, a podcast on, uh, you know, well, now we, we, we're just talking Eric about how we transitioned to a mastermind about video creation and mostly YouTube, uh, Bert McGovern. He's here in San Diego. So we do collaborate. The reality is a lot of people, a lot of clients that we get through YouTube, they'll watch both of our content and they'll decide who they, who they kind of lean more towards. Like, who do they like, like more? And, like um. So but the the cool thing is we also do YouTube lives together all the time too. So now we're we're you know both of our audiences are seeing us work together and I think overall it's helping us bring in more business together than we would be apart which is really cool.
1: What about Jason Cassidy? <laughs> he just joined real. He said he's going all in on YouTube this year. Yeah. You guys are friends obviously, collaborators. Are yep. you going to help him or are you going to kind of give him bad yeah, advice? Yeah, how do how do you see Jason? How do you it see up Jason? For him? Are you yep. seeing
2: him nipping at your heels right now? Are you seeing him, you on the top of Mount Everest with binoculars looking down at his little ass? What's how do you see this?
0: Great question. So okay. I'm not, here's the thing, I'm not too worried because he texted me yesterday saying, Dan, <laughs> should I make 10 minute YouTube videos vertical? I'm like, no. Oh You're-
1: my God. Did he say that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so- Matt, remind Haley, make a note to never have Cassidy on this podcast again. He's been a repeat guest. And the fact that that even came out of his mouth makes me question everything he's ever
0: said to me. So he's such a, you know, he's he's always thinking of things differently. Like, how can I be different? And obviously, if you think about like Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's how a lot of people are consuming content. So it actually is an interesting idea. But here's the thing uh, when a lot of people that watch my videos, a lot of my clients, they find me, they're going to watch literally hours of my content. They don't call and say, Dan, I watched this one video and that's why I want to work with you. It's I've watched every single one of your videos. And when they're watching that much content, they're not going to watch it on this. Mostly they're going to watch it on big screens. Like they'll watch it on their TVs. That's very, very popular to watch it on their TVs. So the vertical stuff doesn't make sense. But I, I do appreciate, like, I actually thought for a second, like that is kind of an interesting thought. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know for the long form i just don't think it makes sense
1: right yeah but that's that didn't really neck- answer the question as far as cassidy <laughs> coming up are you going to help him out or are you going
0: to destroy destroy him, him. he's dead to me <laughs> okay perfect, perfect. That's, <laughs> that's what we no, we're we're good buddies i i like to help everybody man i i just know that yeah. we're in this um you know a lot of where i'm at right now is because other people help me and all the collaboration so i'm all about that
1: I'm done helping other people. Matt, let's make it a rule of this podcast. We don't help anybody else with Instagram or anything yep. else anymore. Yep. This is strictly Smart. a self-promotional podcast. If anybody business. asks us, it's strictly business. If anyone <laughs> asks me any questions, I'm not helping about the algorithm anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Everybody else is popping up now. No more.
0: Yeah. So if I do a video um where I am Freddie Mercury today and post it on Instagram, it has nothing to do with you, Matt. Nothing. All right. All right.
2: Fine fine is what it is it's fair game at this point we're yeah. uh yeah we're we're done yeah we're done um, <laughs> i don't know if the audience has less uh heard but we're about 20 minutes in eric has a fantastic mic um so that is you're, true you're welcome you can actually yeah. hear him he's not muffled mm-hmm. um congratulations don't sound like eric. i'm
1: filming this out of my shower anymore you know it, it only took a, a year and a half of episodes but yeah, you know, it was a challenge for me to get this this mic. But yes. I do have a question, Matt, if I may. Yes. Okay. To Dan, me or Dan? Okay. To Dan. <laughs> what I was wondering. To Dan, <laughs> we just cut him out completely <laughs> and start talking to each other. Dan, what are your biggest challenges with YouTube? What when you wake up, what's like? This is the hardest problem I have with it. Is it the uploads? Is it the consistency? Is it the creativity? The titles? What bothers you the most?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it's different for everybody. Um, I have no problem with video ideas i have a log of 300 plus video ideas i can think of the ideas way faster than i can actually create the content so i think it gets to a point where you start outsourcing so i you know i have an editor i have a videographer i meet with once a month um and then i have a short form editor and then i have a blog editor and it's it's taking my content and just doing a bunch of different things with it so the management of that is really tough at this point and um and just yeah the scalability so the cool thing about doing this versus um, you know, a lot of traditional sales techniques is it's it goes from one to one to one to many. And so trying to figure out to get to the point of like scalability and being able to crank out more content, that's constantly what I'm thinking of. So my goal by the end of the year is so that I'm literally doing nothing, but someone else is helping me put the ideas together. I'll maybe spend 10, 15 minutes organizing it, putting in my own like personal touches, my own stories, uh, but mostly just showing up filming content, and then all the other work is done. That's like the goal I want by the end of the year. And it's a tough thing to get to, especially when you start outsourcing, you have all these different hands in the pots, then it becomes the management of all those different things, which is pretty challenging.
2: Are you Are you scripting your videos or you just kinda, you have an, uh, a topic and you just run with it?
0: Um, I do a lot of research on the videos and sometimes it'll be various levels of scripting to outlining somewhere in between. So, but yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of research that goes into them for sure.
2: So what's an average uh, time for you to film a video? So you say you have like a five, six minute video of you just like talking about, you know, three best places to live. How long would that take you to film?
0: So if it's, I'll meet with my videographer once a month. So like one out of every five videos or so is like a neighborhood video. And those are going to take a lot longer. So... I'll spend a full three hours with him. I'll try and do some like short form content and stuff while we're out as well. So I can maximize those three hours, but there'll be three hours together. It'll be all the drive time, uh, uh, you know, to and from, it'll be, uh, probably an hour and a half to two hours of research. And, um, and then another hour between everything else I do from creating the thumbnail to uploading it, to description, all that stuff. Um, so I don't know how for many hours I just said there three, four, five, about five pro- at least five hours for one of those videos. Uh, For my talking head, which is right here, and this is like the biggest tip I can give someone getting started or like who is started but trying to get that to that next level, is simplify the process as much as you can. Now I have a stationary camera in my office that is looking at me. I have a teleprompter over it, so I'm looking at you guys directly. I can also pull up some scripts or some outlines to help me from time to time, although I'm I'm definitely not using it as a, a traditional teleprompter. Um, and now everything, it's just a, a click of a button and I can get started. So about an hour and a half research for a video, I can film it in probably 20 minutes send it over to my videographer or my editor. Um, and then about, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour on the back end between the thumbnail and the description.
2: Okay. You have a it's teleprompter a- there. I, I'm, I'm. I didn't know you were scripting all your answers today, but yeah, exactly. It does kind of. Sound, I mean, you're so polished the way you. Yeah, speak. It, it is. Like... Sound like you're just constantly
1: reading a teleprompter. <laughs> not that this is not a normal conversation. It is a normal conversation.
0: Well, here's, there, here's there's the something cool thing too yeah. is when I when someone reaches out from YouTube and then we have a Zoom call, then they're literally seeing the exact same thing. I can look at you guys in the eyes in my because I'm just displaying my screen right in front of the camera lens. So it's always like, as soon as I have that zoom discovery call, they're like, oh my gosh, you're this, it's like a YouTube video. This is the setting that, that keeps yeah. reminding them. Yeah,
1: The setup is so important having that stationary setup, which I don't have. And it deters me from <laughs> doing a lot more YouTube videos or long form content like this. And like, I, I feel like people don't understand that enough. If you have to go out of your way to prop up your computer, you know turn on a ring light and find the mic and you don't have something that's stationary it's really going to hinder your actual performance because you're going to think this is too much of a hassle to even film these videos so mm-hmm. i think that's a great little uh nugget there for the people at home thoughts matt
2: yeah i agree i think eric needs a teleprompter above his computer. yeah i need a
1: i need a permanent teleprompter
2: <laughs> yeah just just in life there's exactly. A teleprompter that he walks around with. <laughs> I need someone <laughs>
1: walking in front of me with a teleprompter <laughs> with all these jokes and everything prepared. Just instead of a videographer, it's just a teleprompter. That's genius.
2: So, so do you do um like once you do capture let's let's there's a lot I want to kind of unpack here with the how you actually convert the lead once you get the lead. Mm-hmm. Um do you do personal videos, anything like that, but because you're just saying, oh, they feel like they're almost like in their they're like talking to the video that they were watching for hours. So do you do any type of tr- a personal video once you
0: get a lead? So my process is, is pretty simple. Once I get a lead, I have a bunch of different templates. Um, either they'll register on my website asking for a consultation or they'll email me asking for telling me kind of their situation. And, um, essentially I just send them a, an intake form, which just answers some basic questions on, um, what they're interested in. Um, and then at the end of the intake form, it has a link to my Calendly and they just, and they schedule what I call a discovery session. So it's a 30 minute zoom call. And as soon as I get someone on one of those discovery sessions, um, so for all of last year out of every two and a half discovery sessions resulted in one closing. So it's like very high conversion rate. Once I get them to that point, how much
1: does each video net in terms of setting appointments? If it's a eight minute video, like your walkability San Diego one how many appointments do you get from that
0: um so i guess based on last year it would probably be for every two videos i'll get a closing and again you know my average closing is a million dollars i'm guessing this year it'll probably be a little bit more than that based on how we're starting out the year and how many kind of backlog we had from the the last six months of 2022 where everyone just kind of froze and now all of a sudden they're like ready to get going again Everyone stop for a second. This market is a little bit tighter than it
1: has been in the past few years, which means leads are not necessarily banging down the door. But you know who isn't worried right now? Agents who use Boomtown, the number one rated real estate CRM in the game.
2: That's right. Boomtown was actually founded in 2008, Eric. Do you know that?
1: Yeah, the same year the Phillies won the World Series against the Rays. How could I forget?
2: I'll take your word for it. Uh, in the middle of a housing crisis, their CEO, Greer Allen, built it yeah. from the ground up with Legend. the explicit intention of empowering agents to be successful no matter the market. So if you're ready to build a truly bulletproof business, visit Boomtown, slash overask. Plus, here you can score 750 big ones in free digital advertising. That's Boomtown, slash overask. Right. Makes the, sense. Yeah. So the this is interesting. I'm gonna start doing a lot of YouTube videos, Eric. Yeah, you discovery and Jason call, the discovery, the, the discovery. Yeah, I'm gonna do them all vertical. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna do a five-hour video just vertical. Um, yeah. So the discovery call, and then once you get on the discovery call, like that's pretty much how do you leave that? So how do you know when they're serious? You know what's going on sometimes you get some like psychopath who's like on the discovery call trying to meet you. Like, have you ever had like a weird situation where like they get on the call and you're like, well, like this is a waste of my time type deal. They just want to like see you or something.
0: I think more often than not, if I'm getting weird vibes, I'll get it from their initial reach out. And so then if that happens, then instead of giving them the intake form, I'm going to ask some more qualifying questions. Like if they're being very ambiguous um, if it sounds like they might be in, they might want a rental, which like I, we just don't do here in San Diego. There's not really a, a, system to help people with rentals. Um, then I'm, I'm probably just gonna tell them no, or, or give them some resources or something like that. Um, but as soon as, I mean, honestly, YouTube leads are the best they're like, they're, they're in general, they're doing a lot more research than the average person on buying in that area. So they usually come to me with a pre-approval in hand. They already know where they want to live for the most part. Maybe I can help them tweak that. Um, a lot of them aren't first-time buyers because they're moving to a market where it's not easy to be a first-time buyer. So I, I really don't get a lot of that. Like By the time I get them on one of those discovery session Zoom calls, um, it's a very high likelihood of closing. And, uh, and the other thing is like it's like-minded people. It's people that like the way that I talk and, and the way that I'm like very casual. And so that's a lot of the people that I attract.
2: And when yeah, you don't so close, much... sorry, when you don't Go close, ahead. do you know what the reasons are? Do you reach back out and figure out what the reasons are? Are they just not moving to the town? Are some of these discovery calls just them trying to get more information on the city before there? Is that kind of sometimes why they're not closing?
0: Um, yes, to all of the above. Uh, yes, affordability is is part of it. If prices keep going up, it's harder for people to afford homes here. Um, I would say that's like probably half the people that fall off is because of affordability. Um, maybe they decide not to relocate to San Diego or to delay the relocation for whatever reason, whether it was work-related or something else. Um, very rarely someone will go with another agent. I would say probably, gosh, I mean, maybe that happened to me twice all of last year out of all, all the people that I know of that have responded to me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's... For the most part, if they decide to move down here and buy something, then like I'm the resource. Here, here's the thing. I'm really good with follow-up YouTube leads. If they reach out to me on like a Saturday and I don't have time to respond to them or I forget to leave the emails unread or whatever and five or six days go by without me responding, they'll reach back out and say, I'm so sorry, Dan. I know that you're busy. Did you happen? Is there any way we can we can talk? And there's, there's just no other lead that's like that. They'll, they'll follow back up with me when I drop the ball, which again, is very rare, but it's uh it's it, they're the best.
1: These are the exact opposite of Zillow leads or paid yeah. leads. Yeah. When, if you don't reach out to someone in 0. 0.5 seconds, they're going with another realtor and they also
0: don't even want to hear from you in the first place. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been down that path with Facebook leads and yeah. my goodness. I mean, you know, if they're, if they're follow, if they're signing up for, um, you know, giving me their information for a list of homes of like that are way under the uh, medium price point, then they're also signing up on 10 other real estate agents lists and they probably can't even afford it anyway. So yeah, I, I that was the most frustrating year of my life, you know, buying those types yeah. of leads and it's literally the complete opposite direction when you're getting these YouTube leads. Yeah.
2: Eric, have you ever had a lead reach out two, three, four times to work with you or no are you kidding okay. me yeah i didn't think yeah. so yeah he have must you? be doing some good good shit yeah, I, i've had it a couple of times i mean i'm pretty i'm i know i know i'm kind of like whatever online but i'm pretty stealth good agent um <laughs> there we go yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm under the radar really good at, at follow-up i just don't talk about it because it's boring right <laughs> i came home from new york took a flight home right to showings, Eric. okay i don't have to i don't have to post about it on, you know, like, yeah. oh, right to showings off my flight. I do the shit under the radar. I think people appreciate that sometimes. stealth
1: yeah. mode. That's a, that's stealth. ideal for a real estate agent. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't Very let them know you're operating. No, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't let them know you're <laughs> doing business. No, exactly. exactly. No, I but <laughs> I do like that method as opposed to showing that you're doing everything It's right. a happy medium, of course. Dan, I want to get into your playlist a little bit mm-hmm. because your playlists are basically your content bucket. So For the people at home, can you describe your different playlists and why you chose those?
0: Yeah, for sure, so um, you obviously, I mean, the method that I'm doing, the method that a lot of real estate agents succeeding on YouTube are doing is a relocation type of video. So um, again, the pros and cons living in, um, you can do neighborhood tours, all that stuff. So that's kind of one bucket of content for me. It's all about living in San Diego and moving to San Diego. Another bucket is going to be the real estate insider for San Diego, Southern California. And then the the other bucket, the third bucket that I have is what's coming soon to San Diego. So with those videos, I'll usually do, um, like three different topics on things that are coming soon, whether it's like a new policy that's going into place, um, you know, something new being built I'll, I'll almost always include some type of new development so that there is some type of, you know, real estate component as well. And the cool thing about those is if you break them down into short form videos, those perform the best on other channels as well. And it also on YouTube is goes from just trying to get people from outside of San Diego to watch your videos, to bringing in people that live in San Diego to start watching your videos. So that's kind of the whole thought process behind that.
1: Which type of video gets the most views on YouTube, YouTube. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, when I started like the generic ones, the pros and cons cost of living, best neighborhoods, worst neighborhoods. Um, those are probably like my best performing of all time but i would say it's a lot harder to get those to work now because there's so many other ones that are competing with it right
2: what kept you doing it you said it took a year for you to get your first lead
0: yeah do um, i do it all year a year to close my first lead oh, so sorry, I, I, close your first yeah track. so the lead started coming in i don't know after a couple of months like slowly started to trickle in Um, really started to come in after like six to eight months. Um, but I don't know. I, I just saw so many people succeeding at it that there, there was never a point where I thought that this wouldn't work out. I don't know why, for whatever reason, I just had complete confidence that it was going to work out as long as I stayed consistent. So I stayed consistent and eventually started to work out.
2: I'm like that too. I feel like I have a, just such a crazy belief in myself. Do you feel that with yourself? Eric.
1: For Bam, yes, it's probably the only thing I feel like that. Sometimes okay. my golf game, when I'm striking it well, but right. other than that, I I literally knew that the broke agent was going to work out. That's why for eight years right. I was posting, you know, bullshit memes, you know, every single yeah. day. So I just knew eventually it would build to something. So, yeah. yes, I felt that too. I mean, one
0: day it will. One day it will. Yes. Oh, <laughs> but, I guess it but hasn't hugged. yet. Huh, Dan? Yeah,
2: <laughs> but I have like a crazy, like I wholeheartedly think. I've never golfed a day in my life. I feel I've told Eric this. I feel like if I start golfing right now, I could play pro by 55.
1: Uh, that's the dumbest thing you've ever said on this podcast.
2: I, <laughs> I. but that's... I, I am an athlete. Okay. You've never <laughs> seen me, um, play any sports, but I am a, a quite the athlete going to be I think honest. We would all um, assume that. I, yeah, I think so too. I mean, just by the physique. Um, but I, I just that's I just that's what I believe. I'm so, I'm sorry, but that's. <laughs> I just hold, soccer, I just believe that you're a
1: good soccer player, right? The soccer athlete is different than the baseball and football and racket sport athlete. Just so you know, the soccer athlete could be horrible at every other sport, but be specifically good at soccer. Dan, I knew you wanted to get in sports. Yes, like this. this is good. This, Great know, segue.
0: <laughs> let me just let me just uh, Wikipedia some <laughs> basketball. Yeah. Matt, I bet. I met Dan
1: in San Antonio uh, at a conference and we were sitting down and obviously my favorite conversation piece is sports. So of course we started talking about like the 2008 Lakers or something like Mm -hmm. that. And I could tell when I was talking that, Dan had no idea what I was talking about, but he just said a couple of things. He was like, yeah, Kobe, right? Or something along those <laughs> lines. And I called him out on it. And then we've bonded about it ever since just yeah. because he was, he was trying to engage in the conversation. Right.
2: Well, that's very nice of you, Dan. I mean, that it shows was. you're really trying. How do you feel about an outfield? What do you call a uh, baseball outfield? outfield? Yeah, the outfield.
1: Mm-hmm. I-,
2: I feel like for 3 million bucks, I could probably catch that ball too. <laughs> There's a get
1: lot more. Than more. That, don't yeah, I think they do. <laughs> cool. All right, that's the podcast. <laughs> see you guys now. Dan, I got I got a few People more like, things I, on, I got a, I got a few more things on
0: YouTube. Yeah, live streams. I see yeah. you
1: doing this on a consistent basis. What are you yep. doing for live streams?
0: Yeah, so live streams. Um, I'll tell you first off what not to do. Don't bring your friends on from other areas and talk about moving from one place to the other, unless it's like one of the top two places that people move from or to for your area. Um, A lot of agents do this because it's like an easy way to bring someone else on and have someone to talk to. But no one cares. Like there's, It's such a niche video that you're making that it's it's just, in my mind, it's almost going to mess up your channel because you're just not going to get enough views and it's not going to work very well. What I like to do is videos on um, real estate market here in San Diego. So it seems like kind of a boring topic, but no matter what live streams I did, those are the questions that we would get from people. So you start listening to what people are asking. We we tried videos on like what's coming soon to San Diego um, and different things like that, but ultimately all the questions were about real estate. So I bring on Burn McGovern, who also has a YouTube channel here. He's an agent, um, and we'll talk about the market. I'll bring on... I just kind of did some searches and found out who are the other um, people in San Diego, real estate agents or not, that have YouTube channels so that we can kind of collaborate and and bring uh, our audiences to one, one another. And there's a lender here that does. Actually, the biggest channel in San Diego is this guy, Jaycation, who is not a real estate agent. He just has a video about living in San Diego, and he's just this younger guy. He goes to all these events. So I've had him on my channel. So I think if you can kind of start with some people who have good setups and maybe an audience, you can bring them on and talk to them about things in your area. Um, but yeah, the uh, the real estate stuff always does really well.
2: Yeah, because everyone's interested in real estate. I mean, that's why all the shows do so well. Like it just is what it is. Everyone kind of wants to know how much that home sold for or whatever, like, especially if they're moving to the city. I mean, they really want to know everything and just like eat it all up. Is there anything, that you have coming this year that's gonna be a little groundbreaking for the YouTube space. Anything we yes. can look forward to? Yes.
0: Yes. Well, and real quick about the the live streams, I'll also say it's your super fans that show up. So it's like the same people that show up every time. And it gives them an opportunity to ask you questions without feeling like they're bothering you by sending you an email or calling you or something like that. So that's another huge value, value add for those live streams. Are you monetizing the live streams with super chats? Um, yes, I. I mean, I've only gotten a few, but mm-hmm. yes, you can.
1: Okay. What about just regular monetization on your YouTube channel? Like, are you actually making money without the leads?
0: Um, I make like 200 bucks a month from AdSense, and I probably spend 1,200 bucks a month on editing. So it goes, yeah, you know, goes towards that a little bit. Right. Um, There's
2: jotting it down. That sounds yeah. good to him. Yeah, it does. <laughs> We just
1: turned on YouTube monetization on the BAM channel because you needed a certain amount of views and then finally turned that on. So we'll see what type of cash that rolls in. But yeah,
0: that, there's, that there's no reason nice. not to. There's right. no, and once you hit the, the metrics that you need to hit in order to turn that on, there's no reason not to because people are going to be advertising on your channel regardless. You might as well, you know, get <laughs> some monetization yourself for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as what's going on this year, like. We're still, we're still trying to stay consistent with YouTube. Um, we're trying YouTube shorts. So my kind of thought for this year is continue to get better at all those things, cause that's our bread and butter. That's what brought in 63% of the deals last year. That's what got us started this year. That's what's helping me build a team. Um, but knowing that it takes anywhere from, you know, three to five hours per video to make that content come up with the ideas, the thought is. Uh, how do we turn that one video and then kind of do make some verticals off of it and make a whole bunch of other content across all different platforms so we started with um google and facebook and instagram ads retargeting the people that watch our youtube videos so if someone just watches one of our videos then they go onto youtube afterwards we're following them around the internet um bringing them back to our uh, our website and then now they're just going to be targeted forever on facebook and instagram so that was kind of step one. Um, we also take those videos. We have a short form editor. So usually when I make one video, then at the end of the video recording, I'll actually just kind of back up a little bit and do a, a version for like reels and, and YouTube shorts and all that stuff. And, um, you know, usually a stronger, quicker hook, just talking about the information without scripting it. Cause I've already did the whole video and I know I have it on the, on the back of my head, like exactly what to say. So I'll do a short form video, send it off to my short form editor, then we can upload that to Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, um, YouTube shorts, and then Google business. If it's short enough, Um, we're also going to take that video. We're going to turn it into a blog, post that on our website, repost that on a Google business, um, for Jesus. the SEO, that
2: sounds exhausting yeah, <laughs> enough,
0: enough's enough, huh? My yeah. It, and in a couple more steps, you know, we, we just, yeah. we have other things. There's, there's a site called Newsbreak where you can upload videos and you can also upload your blogs and I'm getting thousands of views on those as well. It's like a local app that's going to tell you what's going on in your area. So all that to say, we brought someone on to help. So like I'm doing the video and then they're doing all that other stuff. It's just basically like a checklist worth of stuff. So, um, that's a plan for this year is cool. Let's turn the YouTube channels. Great. It's bringing in a lot of clients, a lot of leads. Um, but how do we just level that up and go to the next step and turn this into a real business, not just, I don't want to just be a YouTube creator. How can I be everywhere? How can I get people from all over the place with these assets that we're already making and putting on YouTube? Are all your leads
2: from YouTube buyers?
0: Um, very strong majority. Okay. Yep. Okay.
2: And then I guess, you know, four or five years, seven years, whatever the, you'll flip them because you're a follow up. You're a, uh, you're, you're big on follow up. Uh, if you like follow up, you know, boomtownroi.com slash over right. But, um, so you're going to turn those into listings because listings is the name of the game, Dan. I mean, I'm sure you know.
0: Yep. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> listings, right. Is the name of the game. And, <laughs> Yeah, you said it. heard it here. Well, 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 podcast?
2: Yeah, what I really mean is like, do you have any uh, since the buyer side has been working so well for you? Do you have any ideas to start gaining seller leads?
0: Yes. So really what we're focusing on, especially because people are relocating to San Diego, is building a community of other people they can mingle with and, and hang out with and things they can do. So as soon as they get here, then they're like in our ecosystem. We do monthly giveaways like promoting a specific um coffee shop or brewery or something like that. We'll do different meetups. We have um, four or five events throughout the year. Um we're constantly staying in front of them and kind of welcoming them to San Diego. Um, and that's leading to referral business. and then of course, it's gonna lead to selling their house down the line as well. So we, like we know we have all these assets, and it's gonna take some time, but that was our big, big thing that we pushed last year. and it's also a big value add for the agents that we're bringing on our team is, it's not just the YouTube leads that we're bringing in. It's we're going to help you build a whole business because of this ecosystem and this thing that you can constantly be presenting to your past clients, to your referral partners, to all that stuff.
1: That's a brilliant idea, developing that community. Are you hosting them on a specific
0: platform like Facebook groups or discord or how, how are they all interacting with each other? So right now we have just Instagram is really the focus of what we're doing. So we have a private Instagram group, Instagram group, And we're going to upload literally gift cards in that group every single month that anyone can use. So we're really diligent about who we let in and keeping track of, you know, whose lead it was and where they're coming from. So that's, um, that's what we're doing at the moment. Um, It's always all still a work in progress, but here's the cool thing is my wife is an event planner. She an event planning business. Now she's working with us full time. And the thought was, all right, how can you help us create like this event and this ecosystem? Cause this is what you're going to be really, really good at. So she completely runs that program for us.
2: Nice. The, that's a good idea. Damn. You're like filled with good. I just thought, yeah, you're filled with good ideas. I just had a really good uh, question. And then Eric asked this question.
1: (laughs) That's the first time we've heard anybody who's organized the community of leads that they've got off platform. I think that's, Genius, because yeah. they all have immediate friends and people to communicate with that are in the exact same situation. And you're the commonality between every single one of them. So the more you throw these events, the more it's all about you, also.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Makes it so, easy on my part.
2: Yeah. You're, I mean, your face is kind of the thing that's bringing in all the business. Like, really, I mean, like that they're seeing you and they're you're bringing in all the business from your YouTube channel. You have five agents on your team or just five like is that including admin yeah, or my
0: wife and myself and then um we have two full-time agents one half agent half admin you know so okay the two of so, them just came on at the beginning of this year
2: okay so for those agents who are full-time are you telling them to get on youtube as well or is that going to almost confuse your audience you know what i mean Are are you going to do that all through your channel have the, them start poking up on your channel? Or do you think you're gonna, or do they have their own channels and are kinda, I guess, technically competing with you?
0: So what we do is once they join our team, we'll do, because I'm meeting up with my videographer once a month. So when I do that and a new member um, starts on our team, then they're gonna show up for that first video. So they're gonna help us showcase a neighborhood here in San Diego. We'll also create a video that is just an intro video for them, just walking with them, Um, introducing them like a one minute video, just introducing them to our team so that when we have a new lead and we're passing it off to that agent, there's a video with me introducing them. So that's kind of what we're utilizing right now. They will be within some of our videos from time to time, but the main focus on all the videos is me because really more than anything, it's just really easy to not have to coordinate with one extra person with all this other stuff we're doing. Yeah, you don't um, want your agents in your house or anything. Jeez. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I yeah. you know, I took a lot of pointers from uh, Ken Posick and what his ISA does for when leads come in and actually pushing that off to other agents on the team. Um but yeah, it's it's tough because you know at the end of the day, the best agent is probably gonna close seventy to eighty percent of the leads that I would close. And you just have to add that into your kind of algorithm of how you're gonna build your team and how everything's gonna work out. But they're kinda cool they to add go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so they do, we do, um, tell them they, they have to make videos. They have to make video content. So I'm really having them mostly focus on Instagram. They're doing a lot of like what you guys have been promoting a lot lately, the green screen tour videos. Um, they've even done home tour videos they're doing all sorts of different things. So we'll kind of, uh, collaborate on all that. And then when we send out our weekly email blast, to uh, everyone in our sphere, That has my youtube videos in it we're also going to start including their instagram videos on the on the bottom of the email too so they can get exposure to all of us
1: go follow dan on instagram too because his instagram has the perfect variety of micro content and then national news based content one of your best videos is you do i think it was the the tops the top zillow sale in san diego and it's just a green screen of you kind of going through that it's not your listing but it's still location specific and it's still interesting enough for a national audience so that's such a simple video that all agents could do is this is the top listing on Zillow right now. And I'm going to do a quick green screen walkthrough of it. So I really like that. And then you also do green screens of what's happening with Goldman Sachs and national mm-hmm. news stories. So you have a great breakdown of you know
0: individual San Diego content and national news. So that's really smart. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, my wife yeah. was telling me yesterday, though, she's like, Dan, it's been I think like in November was the last time you did a personal post. Like, you need to do more personal posts. What do you guys think about that? It used to be the 80-20 rule. I don't feel like that's the case anymore, especially if you're doing personal stuff on your Instagram stories.
2: I think um, whatever's working for your audience. I mean, your audience is there for something. Yeah. Um, so you can start sprinkling things in. But, like, I don't really... I don't know if I do a lot of personal. I well, mean, you just- I just. Guess-
1: you you do occasionally like speaking gigs and stuff like that's different content than right. your actual videos and those perform really well i think pers- personal content especially in the instagram stories performs better than just real yeah. estate content if you're just showing your listings in your stories or just yeah. showing generic photos no one's going to care about that but if you're showing a meal or your kids or a park you're going to, or that you're at the Padres game. That's something that all of your clients and fans can relate to and actually message you about. So I don't, I don't think there's a a specific percentage you could put on it, but ignoring personal is a cool move.
2: No, I mean, no, no doubt you need to like relate on another level. They don't just want to like see that all the time. But what I'm saying is like, there's like a certain, if I just like started being motivational, and stop doing like comedy videos. People would be like, "Okay, well, I'm here for." You kind of always have to do what brings you to the dance. But yeah, personal would never hurt unless you're like a weirdo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which like you're not, you're... of course.
2: Well, yeah, you're not. Sorry, yeah. I should have, should have continued <laughs> it. I just you are not. Weird. You're a weirdo. I'm just like unless you're a weirdo, and I'm just like squinting. Like, are you a weirdo? <laughs> do you want to hear my Javier story real quick? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's not about him at all, and I actually haven't told him this. I get a call at 10 at night, like three weeks ago. I was watching Ginny in Georgia. I mean, I was pissed off, but I I knew I had a call coming in from a number I wouldn't know. It sounds very sketchy. Um, And it was something that I had to do. It was big. It was a contract signing thing. This is not Um, a drug deal, folks. (laughs) This is not a drug deal. It was a contract. (laughs) Big things happening on the back end here. Um, So anyways, I get the call. And then the guy's like, Matt, it's Javier. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And he's like, "It's Javier from Instagram, the Javier, whatever his handle is." And I was like, "Cool." And I was like, "This doesn't sound like him at all." And then he was like, <laughs> "He's like, yeah, listen, man, my daughter's selling Girl Guide cookies." And I was like, "Oh," fu-. and I just like hung up.
1: So and the I guy was his number. The guy was pretending to be Javier from YouTube.
2: Yeah, I should have wow. told him. Yeah. I got really sketched out. I was like you think, shit.
1: You think he saw our episode and was like, This is my in with Matt to have my kids sell more Girl Scout cookies? That seems like the so. most insane plan I've ever heard of in my life. That's wild.
2: I yeah. It was pretty wild. It was creepy it was creepy because it was the first time I, I get a lot of like DMs of like weird people, you know. It was the first time someone actually called me mm-hmm. and was like weird and I was like and at ten o'clock sketch. at night. At ten o'clock at night when I'm just like at home. Right. So it's a little sketch, but anyways, Javier, don't ever do that again. <laughs> um no. <laughs> he might be listening. <laughs> yeah. here, okay?
1: Th- this guy might be listening actually. <laughs> that probably is listening. Javier, if friends. you're listening, throw this video a like and make <laughs> yeah. sure you're subscribed on YouTube, <laughs> The please.
2: fake Javier or the real Javier. Um uh, yeah, both of you throw throw the video a like. Yeah. The fake Javier, I hope like this guy probably has like What are those dolls?
1: voodoo dolls voodoo doll of me
2: or probably eric he probably hates eric more than me but he probably just couldn't get in touch with eric
1: i mean my number is literally on my instagram i need to remove that immediately because i get calls all the time just because under contact i've had my phone number so i get like five or ten calls a day and sometimes i will get a call from someone just saying like yo is this the broke agent and i'll be like yeah Yeah. i said i i messaged you this video And then they asked me to post it or something (laughs) like that. That's so annoying. It's crazy. I get those calls. I get
2: those calls being like, hey, I love your content. That's fine. You're not a creep. I mean, don't do it every day. No one's
1: ever called me and told me they've liked my content. It's always just been... Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Yeah, they just want to use you. Yeah, of course. Dan, do you get random calls like that? Because now you're a bit of, you know, you are you got some...
0: There (laughs) have been some weird things. Here's the thing. If... For any like females out there that are having YouTube channels like this, I would definitely be a lot more cautious because I've had a couple of weirdos message me over over the last three years. It's been very few and far between. But uh, yeah, you definitely need to be a little bit careful to the point where we're like looking for a house right now. And I'm going to make sure that's not under my own personal name. You know, we're going to put it in a (laughs) into some type of corporation or something. So we don't have to deal with that shit. Right.
2: Really? You're that famous? You can't even <laughs> look for a
0: house on your own name. Dude, there's some there's some weird I'm sure you guys have had some weirdos reach out that you've just kind of passed off at some point, but some weirdos out there. Have you yeah, ever thought about good.
1: changing your YouTube channel to Dan Diego instead of San Diego?
0: <laughs> I do have there's like a group That's better
2: of better than that that friggin' accountability. <laughs> yeah dan diego, you should so dan diego. A recommendation for my
0: accountability buddy that it should yeah. be danny diego or wait, <laughs> right. dan, dan 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 diego dan, dan diego. diego one day
2: that's yeah. a genius dan what are you doing that's <laughs> is that sign still say san i know it yeah. should i better be say dan next time you come on that's, <laughs> that's, that that would be great idea. i
0: just got a new one made and just see who notices that's why eric
2: gets paid the big bucks that's
1: right i got one more question for you Dan. outside of the real estate industry so no ken posex no jeremy Mm -hmm. knights no jason cassidy's who is inspiring you on youtube that you try to emulate
0: um good question i mean i I think it is very important to not only watch people that are within our industry uh if i'm being completely honest i've never been a big consumer of youtube but i have Mm -hmm. done for research purposes i have looked Watched Mr. B stuff, Mark Rober stuff. Um, Daryl Leaves is definitely the master when it comes to like saying what to do. Not that it's like the most necessarily entertaining videos. Um, But yeah, just learning how other people structure videos and keep your attention is really, really important. But like for my on my free time, YouTube just seems like work to me. So I, I don't watch a lot of YouTube on my free time. I got
1: to say this, in terms of keeping people's attention, your videos do a phenomenal job. Your, oh, walkability, your walkability San Diego video, you're in, I don't know how many different neighborhoods, you're in a donut shop, you're showing the yeah. trolleys, the B roll, you're in so many different locations that you, you're constantly engaged because it's not just someone sitting. And talking to a camera which are also engaging because even in those videos you're pulling up the green screen you're showing different views of the maps and everything there's always something visually going on with your videos at the same time so i'll leave you with that compliment
0: i appreciate that
1: i will say
2: just get a picture from him next time yeah yeah.
0: (laughs) i will say just for anyone out there that's like all right the only reason i'm not succeeding is because i'm not doing the stuff with the videographer let me tell you this it takes three times as much time It takes a lot more money to do those videos. It's exhausting. And at the end of the day, you do not get more views on those videos than doing views in your office like this. So never think that that is the key to success. Although I think at a certain point it shows, um, it just shows that you're, um, uh, that you're a quality person, a quality creator to hat, sprinkle some of that stuff in. And I think that that is going to help you get more higher end clients ultimately. But, um, yeah, it's it's just so funny how it works out. You make those videos, they turn out so well. I'm like, yes, this is gonna crush it. And then, you know, I'll make a, a video a week later just answering someone's question about real estate, and it'll get three times as many views.
1: Yep. Exactly. It's always the ones that you don't think will perform that perform and the mm-hmm. ones you spend hours on that flop. hundred percent. And the kingdom of the blind, Matt, the one eyed man rules.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: You got any sayings, Dan?
0: Is that how you end every... I've literally heard you say that at least a dozen yeah. times in my life. Yeah. We have shirts
2: coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do.
0: <laughs> no, I was thinking about memorizing that and just plugging it into this podcast at some point, but I totally forgot. Not oh, that hard to have, memorize. Uh, yeah, it's not that, what, that much of a uh,
2: Thanks for prepping for the show. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: Dan, just can incentive. you say it
1: back to me? Can you say the same back to me? Let's see if you have it. Uh
2: just... Kingdom
0: of the Blinds. The, I don't even remember. Not blind. In, Kingdom in, I'm talking about uh,
1: in the know, kingdom of the blind, okay. the one-eyed man rules.
2: Okay. Not talking about window coverings, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, um, Dan Diego.
0: Yeah, we're just gonna kind of end it after for that. that. I think you're gonna,
2: yeah. I think you're gonna go nuts after this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you should thank Eric for that. I think that's, I think that's genius.
0: Yeah. Amazing, it's been an incredible yeah. experience. Dan, yes. where
1: can the people follow you on Instagram? Let's pump those numbers up. They're kind of. Small, I yeah, would
0: say. yeah. We're gonna crank that up for sure. Yeah. Come on, people. Uh, Dan P. Best Life SD. It's kind of a mouthful, but it looks, it
2: looks well. There, you cool. there you go. Think about That's changing cool. that video. Like yeah. Dan, Dan yeah.
0: Diego coming soon.
2: What are yeah. you, a doctor? What's going on there? Um, <laughs> like a writer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, awesome, Dan. Thanks so much for uh being on. I think this was uh value packed. I think people are really gonna like this. If you don't follow Dan, go follow him. And I mean, you should probably follow him and then thank dan for all the value he just dropped for no reason he doesn't have to do this i mean he's just creating more competition by giving you all this knowledge but uh he's a nice guy we're uh we're happy we had you on y'all take care now
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks guys decent decent ending actually